Support for Talking Art on WVIK comes from the people at Quad City Bank and Trust, helping the local community with their banking and financial needs for more than 20 years. Information is at qcbt.com. Support also comes from the estate of Margaret Skinner, a longtime friend of WVIK and lover of the arts. Carolyn Martin, and I'm talking art today with Mark Zyla, Director of Education and Community Engagement for the Quad City Symphony Orchestra, and with Ethan Good, a Pleasant Valley High School trumpet player who is the 2018 Youth Ensemble Concerto Competition Grand Prize winner. Ethan will be playing a solo at the upcoming side-by-side concert on Sunday, April 29th with the Quad City Symphony Orchestra. So welcome Mark and Ethan. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for coming. The, the concert is very aptly named Side by Side because the Quad City Symphony Orchestra literally plays side by side with the youth ensembles. Mark, uh, describe if you can what that concert experience is like and why the listeners today should go out and purchase a ticket. So the Side by Side concert, it's a performance where all five of our youth ensembles and the Quad City Symphony Orchestra, the professional orchestra, we combine forces and play music together, which is, it's an awesome thing to be able to, as a professional musician, sit down next to a young musician and and, and kind of get that experience of playing in a, in a professional orchestra. So uh, for me, it's always really fun because, you know, I can kind of pass on the little things that we do in the orchestra, like, you know, foot taps and, and, and all that kind of stuff to like kind of congratulate each other throughout the concert. And, um, we actually have two full rehearsals, the Quad City Symphony and the Youth Symphony Orchestra rehearse twice next week. So we have, you know, several hours where we get to, to kind of converse with the, the, uh, young musicians and kind of give them some of the tricks of the trade. But then for the younger ensembles, the youth philharmonic, youth string ensemble, prelude strings and youth choir, they combine forces with one another. So the prelude, uh, strings will actually have some QCSO musicians play with them, but then they'll play with the youth string ensemble. And then the youth string ensemble combines forces with the youth philharmonic. Then the youth philharmonic combines forces with the youth symphony. And then the Youth Symphony combines forces with the QCSO. So there's this kind of integration of, of you know, looking forward to the next ensemble that you're going to be in as a, as, a, as a student. And there's this mentorship aspect where, you know, the older students are mentoring the younger students. And then the professional players are mentoring as well. So it's a, it's a really uh, wonderful representation of, of the strength of having a great professional orchestra in your community that devotes so much time and resources to youth education. Yeah. Well, it sounds like such a great experience. And Ethan, I see you nodding over there. You've, <laughs> you've, you've played with them before. You've performed at this yes. side-by-side? Uh, last year, YSO got the privilege of performing Pictures at an Exhibition side-by-side with the Quad City Symphony, and it was a really cool experience, I guess, meeting all the professional musicians and playing in such a huge brass section was one of the most fun parts for me. It was like... 10 trumpet players all sitting in a row and it it was just really cool. Well, I don't, I wonder how many communities have this as an opportunity for our young students, you know, to actually play with a professional symphony. It's, it's really amazing. Yeah. It's something that is kind of catching on in the orchestra world. Uh, and 
you know, I would love to say that the QCSO was the first one to think it up, but we definitely were not. <laughs> but it, it does not, you know, diminish the power of what that is. And, and it's something that, you know, communities that do value their symphony orchestra value these kinds of opportunities and, and uh, something that a, an organization like the Quad City Symphony can attract uh, musicians that love both playing and teaching is, is kind of a great thing. And you're doing such a good a good job of recruiting students from our area. There were are there close to 300, correct students that are yes. playing in your various ensembles. Mm-hmm. So that's huge. Yeah, it's a uh, it's quite a quite an operation. And and now uh, plug for next year. Uh, we are <laughs> uh, May 12th starts auditions for the. 1819 QCSYE season. So uh, if you're a string player, wind, brass, or a singer in grades two through eight, you should look at our website, qcso.org, to find uh, audition information, and then you can join in the fun too. Great. And we'll put information on our uh, website that is a direct link to the audition forms that you need to complete if you're um, wanting to participate. In next for next year, in the ages that are involved for for now you have a choir too, right? So the choir involves some younger ages, mm-hmm. um, ages as young as second grade. Yeah, the choir is geared for students in grades two through eight, um, and then our youngest string ensemble is the Prelude String Ensemble, which is geared towards students who have some experience on their instruments uh, that are able to. Uh, you know, exist in an ensemble setting. And then there's a fully integrated ensemble stepping up from there up to the YSO level where it's primarily juniors and seniors in high school. Um, but these are the best playing musician, young musicians in the area. Mm-hmm. Now, Ethan, the concerto comp- competition was held in early January. And because you won the grand prize at that competition, we get to hear you play a solo this weekend. Um Prior to January, had you ever auditioned in such a high-pressure situation before, and, and how were you feeling on that day? Um, I would say one of the only things that I've auditioned for that kind of had a similar, I guess, stress level was probably my college audition, but I had not had it yet at that point, so that was the scariest thing <laughs> I had done so far. Um, and it, we should back up and say, again, you're a senior at PV yes. at Pleasant Valley, and you'll be going where next year? Uh, I'll be going to the University of Iowa, and I'll be double majoring in biomedical engineering and trumpet performance. Wow. Well, they are undoubtedly very lucky <laughs> to to get you. And we had, we had talked briefly about how there is, I think, somewhat of a link between um, people who are good at music, who, are, who have that innate talent, and people who excel at math and the sciences. Yeah, I, I would say a lot of the same kids that are really good at music at my school also excel in academics and stuff. And I've read some studies online, I guess, that the younger you start music, the the better your, I guess, analytical brain function is uh-huh. later in life. So Yeah. To reach this high caliber, you, you've, you've obviously been playing music a long time. So And you started with the piano. Yes. At what age? I, I was four years old when um, my parents took me into the, the old Foster's Family Music in Bettendorf and... I, I started taking piano lessons, and I, I picked up the trumpet in sixth grade, and here I am now, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, you've come a long way, and you still play the piano quite a bit. In fact, yeah. you do some performances at the River Music Experience. Yes. Um, Ellis Kell and Brett Dale and all the, the wonderful people over there uh, have these camps. It's, it's actually not really classical music. It's it's more blues and like jazz and rock-oriented and uh, 
I don't know. That, that's been a great experience for me, playing stuff different than what I'm used to, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's quite a testament to the to to you and that you were able to play such a wide breadth of of music and and with jazz there's a lot of improvisation how mm-hmm. how is how did you learn that well i guess the best way to learn it is to just do it and listen to yourself and listen to other people do it and maybe pick up on some ideas and it, it's scary at first but once once you kind of learn the ropes i guess it's a lot of fun so mm-hmm. who's your teacher now with for trumpet uh, I take with Dr. Edgar Crockett. He's a jazz professor at Blackhawk Community College. At Blackhawk. Oh, mm-hmm. that's great. And you're involved in in music at Pleasant Valley as well. Yes. I play in the band and I play in the full orchestra that they have there. I play trumpet mainly at a, at school. So Wow. You have a classmate at Pleasant Valley who was a second place winner at the concerto competition in January and won the YSO prize. Um and that was uh, Keshav Wagle, who plays the oboe. Yeah, the concerto competition is open to youth symphony orchestra members. And there's a panel of judges from QCSO musicians to you know college professors in the area. Um, and uh, they actually just come on stage and they, they perform their piece and the judges kind of evaluate different uh, musical things. And then at the end, there's a score that comes back. Uh, and it's a, it's a very interesting kind of calculation where the lowest and the highest scores are taken out. So it, it kind of it forces there to be a consensus across the board in who our winners are. And uh, yeah, Keshav uh, won the YSO prize, which... Uh, performed in February uh, with the Youth Symphony um, accompanying. And uh, then um, Ethan is our grand prize winner and gets to play with the QCSO. But uh, as a person who was on the panel, it was like razor thin. (laughs) And the two of these guys have been um, kind of inspirational students to to be around in the sense that... um, they they make music at an incredibly high level for their age and it and for me it it makes all the work that I do as an administrator at the QCSO worth it cuz it's it's nice to hear you guys play play <laughs> really you. well. Aww. And Mark that's a perfect segue to talk about what that role is of yours with the young musicians who play with the various youth ensembles because you are the director of education for the symphony. The Quad City Symphony has always um, had a really deep connection with music education. And my role within the organization is to continue to hold that standard as high as uh, our expectations are and to find new and interesting ways to engage the community and talk about what it is that we do. And so... um, my role as principal horn in the orchestra actually probably relates more to the youth ensembles than my director of education role, um, because that's where I get to go into rehearsals and do brass sectionals, and I get to, um, you know, teach private lessons to students and 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 things like that, which is like kind of how I got to know Ethan, and now it's kind of fun because. <laughs> We don't necessarily talk to each other like I'm in I'm in charge of something or whatever. No. But like, um, they're all like they're all great people, and it's and it's fun to walk into a room and and talk music and and uh, and again, it's it's fun to hear uh, people play great and mm-hmm. these kids play great. Mm-hmm. 
Well, that's awesome. And Ethan, you'll be performing the Artunian trumpet concerto during the performance. And, and I imagine it is just really helpful to have these mentors along the way because that's a difficult piece. Yes. Um, yeah, <laughs> tell us how you chose that and a little bit about the, the, the piece. Well, uh, junior year, there are these like solo ensemble competition things that like you basically do for school. And, um, I was, I was basically looking for a piece that would help better myself as a musician mainly. And I discovered this piece and, uh, I performed just small sections of it for various, um, school activity things that you have to do. But, uh, I, I, I really came to, I, I fell in love with the piece and, uh, it's what well, I, I guess what appeals to me is this big, uh, it's big trumpetiness, I guess is how I would say. It's it's uh, high and loud at certain parts, but then is that an adjective, trumpetiness? Yes, it was not a. That's not a word. <laughs> Trademark. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a piece that um, is really designed to show everything that the trumpet can do within mm-hmm. this uh, classical setting. But it's it was written in 1950s, so it it even has like more of a modern flavor to it than than what you might expect. But it's also a piece that for competitions, because it's something that's on mm-hmm. uh, the ITG competitions and all that kind of stuff. Is that right out of the gate, it's like boom, yes. <laughs> and so there's like fanfares all over the place, and then a you know beautiful lyrical movement, and then mm-hmm. you get back to more of the trumpety. <laughs> there's a the the weird part about it is there's a section in the middle where it's muted and you don't really see that much like in a solo trumpet setting where you would have a mute in and I I don't know I think that's just kind of another interesting part about it so yeah well it sounds great it's been described as uh, as gypsy gypsy ish yes and uh, I hope to be able to hear it um, so and then the guest conductor that day is uh, Carl Topolo. Um, tell us a little bit about about uh, that guest conductor, Mark. Um, Carl Topolo uh, is the director of orchestra studies at the Cleveland Institute of Music, and he's also the conductor of the National Repertory Orchestra. And both of those positions are rooted in in education. The National Repertory Orchestra is a summer festival where um, the top collegiate students who are are looking at careers in professional symphony orchestras audition and they they kind of pick an an all-star band for the for the summer and uh, so he's in his time there which has probably spanned over 30 years I'm sure he's heard Every single person who's sitting in a symphony orchestra today play an audition for him, whether it was successful or or unsuccessful. Um, But also, Cleveland Institute of Music historically has been um, one of those schools that that, uh, produces the top players in the country. Um, We had an opportunity uh, when Mark Russell Smith's schedule didn't work out to be here next weekend we saw that as an opportunity to, um, you know, where we love Mark and would love to have him conducting this concert. We wanted to try to find somebody uh, just as good as him. And so we found uh, Carl, who's a friend of Mark's, and everybody in the orchestra biz kind of knows him. And so he's going to come in and conduct a family concert on Saturday with uh, space music. And then on uh, Sunday, we'll conduct the QCSO with the YSO at the side-by-side concert. And I think that, um, you know, it's going to have a lot of, he's going to have a lot of information to give our students. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think he's going to be impressed when he, when he steps into the first rehearsal. Well, (laughs) undoubtedly, 
Ethan. He'll be very impressed to hear you play. Hopefully. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, and, and uh, how you're describing the guest conductor, it really fits with um, with the goal, it sounds like, of the symphony to, to um, improve on their outreach and to really uh, focus on education. And they've been doing just a spectacular job with that. Mark, you've described that as just being part of the overall fabric, really, of what the of what the symphony does. Mm-hmm. I think it's also part of the fabric of what it means to be a musician. And since um, the QCSO has uh, been run and it has had so many great musicians come through in its in its hundred and four years, um, I, I commend the organization for as long as it it has been doing this is it just empowering that side of what it is to be a musician and that is to connect and pass down what it is that you've learned to to the next generation and it's something that you see in all forms of music um in terms of the you know the master student kind of relationship and um we it, we wouldn't be the ensemble that we are on stage if it weren't for those opportunities to teach, because when you teach, you learn about yourself as well. And um, so with all of that, we all see this kind of working hand in hand. The artistic product on stage wouldn't be what it is without these opportunities. And these uh, education opportunities wouldn't be here if it weren't for the excellent symphony orchestra that we we've built in this community um so again it's it's just a it's a pleasure of mine as a member of the orchestra to have the opportunity to be involved in the community at this level and as it's also a privilege of mine as an administrator to keep pushing that and making it more accessible to more people and also more accessible to more musicians in the orchestra so that we can get more music in our community and um, you know, my goal is to affect the cultural lives of every single person in the Quad Cities, and it's going to take every single member of the orchestra, every single member of this community, every single student. And I see Ethan out doing stuff, and it's like, oh, I didn't even know he was doing that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you certainly are doing a great job, because th- this this um, concert that's the night before um, the side-by-side, where Ethan will play, is a community um uh, participation event it shares the name side by side with the with the other performance but yet it's very different so um fill us in on that um so the community-wide side by side that happens in the river center great hall um is a an event that we started two years ago um by way of a lot of people uh, talking to us about how like we do such a great job with education of youth, but at a certain point it seems to stop, and we don't have um, much for for people who are you know out of college, but you know just want to pick up their instrument. And the thing that's amazing about the Quad Cities is that there are so many musical ensembles out there. So. Um, 
you know, there's the uh, all the park bands, there's a brass band in town, there's just so many places to play. And yet people were saying, like, it'd be great if there was a, you know, a non-auditioned community orchestra of some kind for people who can just come one, come all, whatever it sounds like, doesn't matter, we're just here to to play some great music. And so uh, we started the community-wide side-by-side. And the first two years, we did 1812 Overture, which is kind of a QCSO signature piece that ends our Riverfront Pops concert every August. Um, but we're switching it up this year, and we're going to do two movements from the planets. And uh, everybody loves the planets. If you were in high yes. school marching <laughs> band, you've played parts of the planets. Uh, and so it's it's one of those times where I, I hope people see that as an opportunity to like dust their instrument off and kind of forget about what it means to play well or play poorly who who cares we just want to get together and have a good time and every time I do it again it's another one of those events that I'm like it's a ton of work there are a lot of people in the room it's it's kind of a big sound but at the end of it just people are so happy to be together and that's that's what it's all about I wish I played an instrument well enough to <laughs> to show up there but I'm not just sure just hold you. an instrument <laughs> come hold a horn next to me well the only, the only <laughs> the only requirement for those people wanting to play is that you are able to read music that's if that's you, essentially it if you can't read music and you're fine with sitting there uh in the middle of an orchestra that's fine too but we figure if uh to participate you would at least have to read some of the music but um anyway our we just want to we want to meet you we want to talk to you and we're going to have a nice time. Yeah, so. that sounds great. And the performance lasts an hour, and there's a 30-minute practice. Well, it kind of works. Him. It's a it's an all-encompassing hour-long program. And we don't really call it a performance because, again, it's the goal of it's not to make it in, in terms of some kind of quality that, that people would, quote-unquote, want to come and listen to it. But uh, so we work for about 30 minutes where we rehearse. And then the second half of the hour, we play the pieces as if it were a performance. And of course, the doors are always open to anybody who wants to come in and, and see what that, that might be like. Yeah. And I should mention, it is free to spectators. And that's occurring at 7 p.m. on Saturday, April 28th. So, well, Mark, Zyla, and Ethan Good, thanks you so much for coming today. And, and Ethan, a huge congratulations on winning the grand prize at the Youth Ensemble Concerto Competition this year. Thank you. Yeah. I hope that many of our community members get the chance to hear you perform um, your solo at the upcoming Quad City Symphony Orchestra's side-by-side concert. And that's this Sunday, April 29th at 3 p.m., at the Adler Theater in Davenport. Yes. Tickets can be purchased online at the symphony's website or by phone or at the box office. Thank you so much for having us today. Thank you. You are welcome. This has been Carolyn Martin, Talking Art in the Quad Cities for WVIK. WVIK.